Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hoid, and I'm back at it again, getting ready to talk to you guys about some precision rifle stuff. Kind of crazy. I just came back upstairs uh, into the new room, and I, I still got to do some work. I got to mount my mount. I got this kind of little jerry rig. I'm in, I'm in a drawer right now. I got my mic, like, in the drawer because the mic stand that I have, I didn't mount one. I need this, like, uh, 7 eighths drill bit and it's supposed to come today but anyway so my mic stands like in a drawer right in front of me and it's it's weird it's in a stupid place and I don't like it but um I turned everything on and like I had no sound it was like nothing was working nothing was done nobody really uses this computer um it's up in the spare room you know what I mean and I kind of made this like the podcasting media room got the new amp I want you guys out there play guitar I, you guys know I'm like really crappy and do that like really shitty and stuff and I, I, I entertain myself right we're out here playing guitar entertaining myself I like pieces of a song like to play the whole song to me is repetitive and boring you know so there's like parts of songs that I really like you know might be 15 seconds it might be a little more but I play that part then I move on like so I'm like I just like it's like okay let me figure out or let me look and now it's just like tabs and ultimate guitar online and it's like I'll hear something and I'm like, oh man. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, and 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 I'm like, man, I really like that. That sounds cool. So then I run upstairs, I put in it. So my buddy Ted, back east, Connecticut, he sent me, he had a spare, whatever, he wasn't right. He had like a lunchbox EVH fifty one fifty tube amp head. And he's like, dude, you gotta order a cabinet. And I'm like, what do I gotta order a cabinet for you? He's like, no, man, I'm going to send you this amp head and you got to order a cabinet for it. So I got like a single 12 and EVH 5150, some Eddie Van Halen stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So I plug it all in. I'm like blown away. I mean, this is like the first time I've had what can technically be considered a real amp. I mean, most of the time I'm playing through emulators through the computer for the last many years that I've actually dicked around and so I've only just used emulators, you know what I mean? And then, you know, you plug into this tube amp and you get blown away. I don't even have my effects pedal on it. The only other thing I had was a little, little tiny orange, like orange crush. And I would play, you know, volume barely on and headphones in and all that stuff. Because like I said, it's just really for me. I'm not playing for anyone else. I'm playing for myself. And I'm playing with myself, you know what I mean? And, and so, hey, there's Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Um, and so then it's, it's, it's one of those things guys have a conversation with Chris earlier. So it, it's definitely, um, something that, uh, I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, we've been going with conversations and conversations and conversations, but anyway, um, yeah. So I was dicking around with the guitar and I'm really, really digging this tube amp and everything. And it's almost kind of gotten me like, I almost want another guitar. He's keeps sending me cause he's been buying them and playing them. And he's like, stainless steel frets, you got to get this. And he wants me to get this fender. And um, I, I kind of want to tell it, you know, uh, uh, um, I don't want um, a strat. I want to tell it. And, and, and so he's been sending me these American-made um, tellies and stuff, stainless steel pickups, Floyd Rose, all this kind of stuff. I'm not a tremolo guy, but whatever. Um, like my ESP here has a, a Evertune bridge, which great, doesn't go out of tune, man. I love it. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk precision rifle. What are you guys doing? It's snowy and cold. It was like 10 degrees out. It's like, screw that. I ain't going out. Um, hope you all had a happy new year and, and all that and, and get back into those kind of things. Um, like I said, I already had a new year podcast, but happy new year again. Oh, real quick. Wow, man. There's a lot of crazy shit going on. Um, little Omicron running through the house right now. I'm I'm going to laugh, man. So... You know all the traveling we do. We're out there, and you know, I, I'm I, I the car. It, it was bought in June of 2020. I got 36,000 miles on it. The air miles. I think we did 12 states this year, last year. You know what I mean? So I'm all over the place. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. I'm like a Joe Rogan here. I'm unvaxed. Shh, don't tell nobody, man. I'm unvaxxed and I kind of flaunt it. I don't always wear a mask. If they say, hey, unvaxxed or vaxxed can go in here without a mask, 
I walk in without a mask because I don't care. I don't give a fuck. So anyway, I've had sniffles. So back in December last year, I got a cold. And it felt like a normal cold. Other than the chills, the chills were silly. I'm like, ooh, these chills are silly, you know. But I didn't have hardly a fever. A hundred point three was as high as it ever got. I lasted like three days, blah, blah, blah. And I know there's people out there and, and all this. So anyway, I don't care. So then we're in Louisville just recently. I had another kind of a cold, but it was just like a running. It was allergies. You know what I mean? It was a run, constant, constant runny nose. My nose is running. Nose is my nose still runs. It's bad. Long COVID. Uh, uh, my nose runs. So I, I, I have like, I'm out with Mark. We're doing our thing. Um, I have like an allergy, but like a bad one. So I'm, I'm killing Benadryl and Sudafed, and they're working. Benadryl and Sudafed work great. No problem. So now I come here. And everybody shows up for the holidays. Uh, Kiana comes in and my mom, they're going to Arizona and all this other stuff. Well, they come here for two days and then they leave and go to Arizona. They get to Arizona and they all test positive for Omicron. Oh, my mom, my mom got no symptoms and she's positive. They tested her. She's positive. No symptoms at all. She's laughing. She, and this is the second time for her. She's had no symptoms and tested and all that. So she don't like it. And she's like, what the frig? And rah, rah, I'm feel fine. She says she always, and you can hear it in her voice. This is my mom who was in a coma for 10 months uh, with good pastures disease, which is a kidney thing that jumped into her lungs. Basically, she was on a machine for 10 months going from Yale to Bridgeport to New York Presbyterian. because She had to follow the machine. And her lungs were bleeding out. She had lung issues. You know what I mean? She coughs. She has a trachol. You know what I mean? So when people hear a cough, it sounds funny because she has the trachol and all that stuff that's kind of covered up but not. You know what I mean? It's, she doesn't use it. It's just there. And so she's like, like, why are people telling me I'm sick? I don't feel sick. I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, I get it. So anyway, it's going around here in the house and you can feel a little bit. I mean, little bit of weird tasting and things don't taste right and it's not there but it's like we're looking at each other like we're fine like uh, i don't i'm i feel good i feel in a good mood man i'm like pretty damn good and i ain't doing none of that crap you guys are doing out there um you know what i mean uh, i think my own is a little bit better than the rest of you guys and i don't want to say too much out loud i don't want to get canceled but um see here's the reason i'm gonna tell it to you right now Everybody knows I'm short. Yeah, it's true. I'm 5'2 on a good day. Depends on the shoes I'm wearing. So anyway, I'm 5'2. Who else in the world averages like 5'2? Asia? China? Chinese people? Where'd the virus come from? They tell me China. I don't know. I'm not that guy. But they tell me virus came from China because I'm built like a Chinese person didn't affect me because they engineered it so it don't bother me so all you big people you're screwed me I'm okay so anyway that's my COVID story so there's COVID running around the house right now and everything and everybody's got COVID we're all gotta get it then we'll be fine. We'll move on. You know what I mean? If you got to get a flu shot down the road for some of you susceptible people, I, I get it, man. Everybody's different. Honestly, I know more people who died of the shot than died of the um, disease. I know one person who had uh, symptoms with COVID who passed, and I know three people who got the shot and mysteriously died like within three days later. So you do your math. I'm doing my own. You do your own. I don't really care. Just don't bother me with it. Anyway, let's talk precision rifles for a while. I, I gave you a 10 minutes of me bullshitting on silly stuff. That meant nothing. But um, I didn't have a joke this time, but I want to talk precision rifles. So I'm talking to the Chris's. There's a lot of Chris's out there. There's too many Chris's. And there's more Chris's. It might like be CR freaking thirds or whatever you call it. Tri, square, blah, too many of you. Anyway, there's a lot of Chris's out there. So it really doesn't matter which one I was talking to. You guys should just know there's a metric fucking ton of Chris's. And I was talking to them because they're all precision rifle guys. So I'm thinking of the sniper side cup and I'm looking down the road. So here's, here's the mindset for guys catching up. New year, new explanations. Here's what's going on in Frank's head. Frank's doing precision rifle training. Frank's teaching. 
fundamentals. I'm developing courses. I'm looking at this. I'm working a process, right? I want it to be the best fundamental course I can come up with. I'm boiling it down. I'm rendering it. I'm skimming off the garbage. I'm coming back at it. And I'm like, oh, this is good. That's good. So I'm fine tuning these fundamentals so that way when you are sitting in a chair in front of me, And then we get out on the line and you leave at the end of a two-day class, not even a three, a two, you're on it, man. You're looking like a clone. You're feeling good. You're shooting good. Everybody's doing things. It's coming into play. I'm setting a foundation. So what I had to do is I had to look at my processes. How am I building a foundation for people, for shooters? All right, I got to make sure it's level, it's square, it's straight, all these different things. It's plumb, it's up, it's down, it's left, it's right right? We need to go all directions, 360 degrees with these fundamentals. Okay. Well, now I'm done and I've been traveling. I knocked it out. I'm exhausted. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm building up now. I'm, I'm, I'm recouping now. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, my classes are in a good spot. There's two or three things small that I want to do to change it. Hand out more wise, you know, reference material wise. And I can kind of do that online. I could do that on Sniper's Hide. You come to a Frank class, download the shit. You're off there. You don't want to take a Frank class. You want to take a Chris's class or a Phil class or this class or that class. You could still look at my stuff and then go play around with it, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm good. Now, I want to do more classes and things here in Colorado. So I don't want to travel as much. Coming to you is kind of a luxury for you. It's annoying for me and it's hard. I'm at a whim of the range that I'm working with, the target package, what's going on, over-promise, under-deliver. We're moving around the country, but it's convenient. You guys get to come to us or we come to you. You get to come to us in your backyard, right? And I have the range here. We just kept people off of it. Mile High had it, and I'm taking it over, all these different things. There was rules around what we were doing, but now I get to make those rules. Well, I want more of you to come to me because I can now control the range. I got a great target package. We got wind. Yeah, my classroom's a little lame. It's a Connex. Yeah, there's not a lot of resources out there, but things are close. Airports are good. Hotels are good. Traveling's easy. It's 15 minutes from your hotel to the range. Piece of cake, right? Straight shot, no turns. You come out of the driveway of your hotel, you go straight, you turn on the one road, you're there. So it's super easy. And I have targets every 100 yards to 1825, and we can back up. The only thing I have to do now is put props on it, which I'm going to get with Austin and put props up and I'm going to do metal props and different things. That's another conversation, but that's really all I need left is to do props and then start playing a little bit more copy type of stuff out there. But I have plenty of room, great target package, all good things, and we got to start working there. So now it's like, well, what do you do with this extra time? Your non-travel time because I can sleep in my own bed. Don't have to get on airplanes. Don't got to drive for three days. Don't got to do all these different things. You come to me and I provide. So what do I do with the extra time? So now I'm thinking, because I went out two weeks ago to Cameo with Chris. The other Chris, not that Chris, this Chris. Those Chris's, this Chris. So you go to Cameo. And I'm like, wow, Cameo's really friggin' nice. And I'd been invited to Cameo, and we just didn't have the time. It didn't fit in our schedule. I Several times, in fact. Um, it's just scheduling conflicts. Sounds weird. It's real. Scheduling conflicts. So anyway, now I'm reducing my scheduling conflicts. So I go out to the Cameo, and I look at it, and I go, yeah, this works. This is what I'm talking about where I can do these things that I want to do and this works. So I'm happy. But now I got to think about it. So I'm like, well, how do we do this? How do I want it to be because this weekend we got guys at Mammoth, right? And you got different things going on. And Mammoth has its own little thing. Mammoth's Mammoth. Mammoth's not like a PRS event. Mammoth's not like this event. Mammoth is a standalone. I like that. This year up in Colville in June, I'm part of the Rifleman's Team Challenge as I've been for the last several years. 
We are having a Sniper's Hide match in Colville, just like any other year. The Sniper's Hide Challenge. Now I want to do the cup. The cup should be and is going to be standalone again. It's going to be its own thing. And so now I'm kind of brainstorming. I'm going through. I'm scribbling notes. I'm looking at things. How do I want to do it? Well, I want movement, but I don't know if I want to do overnight. Camping's fine, but do I force you to? So maybe I'm thinking a light and a mechanized division. All right, so we're going to go to Cameo. Light mechanized division. If you want to walk, you walk. If you want to ride, you ride. Light division, mechanized division. Open and limited. The open division is pretty self-explanatory. The limited, mainly you're looking at factory ammo, right? Barrel lengths, factory ammo, and a weight. Open is really just a weight. In a, in a, uh, yeah, just a weight. In a speed. Everything's got a speed to it. You know that. But anyway. So, I'm thinking light, mechanized, open, limited. Right? Now, day one, and I wrote this down. Day one's a mission. You're going to show up night before. We're going to do the briefs. We're going to do the whole thing. You're going to get your mission book. The next day, you're going to step off. You'll have a short amount of things and movement, but you'll have a mission to accomplish. And that mission will send you off into the back country. The second day, be kind of like a hunt. You're going to go out. You're going to go move into your places, but we'll kind of change the scenarios up slightly. And I have a plan on some of this. Targets are going to come into play here. But anyway, you'll have a hunt. And you'll go out and you'll do something more hunter style. And the beauty of this is day one's missions can be its own thing. Day two's hunts can be its own thing. The rules don't have to be the same day one and day two in a lot of ways. So if you did a five-minute stage, set all your kit to play on the clock, I could do a three-minute, you know, I could do with this. I could change it up, the mission versus the hunt. Day three is going to be a little easier. Day three is like your golf outing. More fun, more laid back, more kind of, you know, a little bit different, a little more carnival. Carnival. So that's my plan. It'd be more of a two and a half day, but you're going to have a mission, a hunt, and some fun. It's going to be a two gun, handgun, and, um, bolt gun but i'm thinking of having on the first day like carbine drop gun for a mission because here's what i was thinking like give me an idea this is one stage one idea it's been written down how it's gonna go so i got three guys on the hill separated because i want a little bit of aspect change three targets from this position you're gonna engage your three targets shoot the first one. Oh shoot you missed well, now you're going to have to go down a trail and I'm going to have nine handgun targets, three, three, and three. You're going to have to go down with the carbine, pop, pop, pop to three, come back, re-engage. Then you go to the second target. You hit them. Good to go. Go to the third. You missed. You got to go down the trail and shoot your three. But if you missed all three on your first round, you got to go down. But if you hit all three, well, then you go down your jungle trail and you take all nine out in one shot rather than back and forth. Movement. So what you'll do is shoot at your first one, got him. Shoot at the second one, got him. Shoot at the third, missed. Shit, I got to run down, shoot three guys. I got to come back, shoot the third, and then go down and shoot the rest of them. Then go off to my next. Stuff like that. Going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to make it so that, yeah, you might want to shoot from here, but maybe you don't want to shoot from here. You know, how are we going to do these? So I got it. I'm planning it. I'm writing it down in my composition book. But I'm looking at maybe putting a little bit of effort. And maybe the case is I don't do all of these ideas at once in my time. I, I put them out there. But anyway, I'm kind of looking at a little bit more on the comp side again. Uh, did the Guardian. Did the Pawnee. I can come back up to the Pawnees and, and they're here. They'll start back up pretty soon. And and so uh, I'll go out there. And I'm, I just... 
I kind of want to get out of the contrived nature of what we've created. You know, the repetitiveness. We don't need the repetitiveness. Now, granted, venues matter. And venues have always mattered. Just saying I got to land and I can do this doesn't necessarily make good match. Venues do matter. And you have to look at what that particular venue provides you. And this is where I want people to think. Where if your venue's limited, well, then you should adjust what you're putting out to the public. If you're, if find what's your strong point, but even in your, like I said, I mentioned this a dozen times, which you limited guys. If your venue's limited, create a big signature stage, something that goes outside the box, something that's a little bigger that might take a little more time. That's not a 90 seconds, three steps forward. None of that stuff, man. Uh, you know, because it, it really is at that point a gear race, sort of a balance race, sort of a, you know, hand loading race. It, 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 there's skills there. There's elements there. But they're really not where I think we should go. Don't get me wrong, man. The comp says they are and what they've done have made great shooters because it's repetition, right? Because it's practice, because it's constant. You do something enough, you're going to get better. You give people enough and you do it, you're going to get better. We get that. But now we need to get back into practical. We've gotten better. Get practical now. We got to start looking at these firearms a little different. I mean, we're I'm talking with these guys, again, part of the Chris's. Um, and it's rifle weights. I see a lot of guys, you know, hey, where's these weights at? What's going on? And I always thought back in the day, for me, thinking field course guys going out, my saying was always light is right. And in more ways than one, even color-wise, light is right. You know what I mean? When you're out in the field, dark stuff shows up. Black doesn't really occur that well out there. And, and I mean the color. I'm not talking anything like that in, that, in nature. It's, 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 it is there, but it's not what, you, what you're thinking kind of. You know, you, you, you want camouflage. I don't want to just wear black and go in the woods. I want something lighter that kind of hides. And, and really it's light, which is going to create invisibility. When we do these cloaks and shit, they actually had tanks and stuff they were playing with where if you put them on a horizon on a skyline, when they put lights on them, they can make them disappear because that kind of blends into the sky, blends in with the sun and does that. So by that, I mean light is right. And I thought light is right as a light rifle. So I went and pulled. So I'm talking to these guys and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this and I don't have that. And I'm looking for a barrel and I got all these things and I need a carbon fiber and I have a couple. And I'm like, well, I got these. And But then I went and I'm like, well, I had a couple rifles. I had a Spartan, two Spartans here. I had a Terry Cross. And I'm looking at it like my surgeon Terry Cross A5 stock, 260. It doesn't have a scope on it, but I put it on the scale. It's 9.7. That was an older gun. I took my Mark Sule Spartan Precisions, put them on the scale with a scope. In fact, one of them, uh, 6.5 Creed with the um, Gunworks Revic scope that has the digital, the electronics, and can do everything and do it by range and all that, which would be a cool little hunter thing, 15.1 pounds. Done. Scope, everything, ready to go, 15.1 and I, I did my, um, my Macmillan recent 6.5 Creed, Macmillan A10, um, and with the scope on it, Schmidt and Bender, friggin' PM2, 15.1. And I'm like looking at a lot of my rifles, and a lot of them landed all in that 15-pound mark. And I'm like, well, I, that's the hunter, right? Isn't 16 the cutoff somewhere? I have to go back and read the rules. But I think 16 is one of the cutoffs. And so I'm inside of it with a lot of my tactical rifles from back in the day because we didn't make them heavy. We didn't have weight kits and all the extra stuff on them. So I actually can go back to the older rifles, which is where a lot of guys are going in the hunter stuff. You know, you're stripping weights and you're bringing stuff down 
And it, it's like, well, okay, the hunter stuff is practical. People like the hunter stuff. There's walking, there's movement, it's fun. It's one shot, one kill. It's all those things. And I'm not saying do a sniper match. But if you're going to do something sniperific, at least make it, you know, close. You, you got to do some moving. You got to, you know, I don't know, man. Like I said, but anyway, I'm, I'm kind of putting a little focus back into the comp stuff. And um, it is what it is. I, I'll bounce around and, and see what's out there and what people are doing. And like I said, I'm, I, you know, I don't think I'm going to make room the way I think immediately this year but I got time man I'm not worried about it I go slow I take my time and do it right so if it doesn't kind of come off I'm thinking November I want it to be a little colder right on the edge of snow because you're going to be moving you're going to be humping you're going to be carrying stuff so a little bit of colder weather might not be a bad thing right so anyway that's where my head's at. That's what I'm thinking on the comp side. I'm writing down these course of fire things. I'm talking to these guys. I got Chris coming over tomorrow. Going to have some coffee and talk about a lot of this stuff. Um, but that's where we're at. You know, it's kind of that refresh, rebrand, relook at things. You know, we're back here with the Everyday Sniper podcast. We're talking to you guys. And, and we're, we're, we're generally looking at, you know, how do we improve what we're doing? And, and, Unfortunately, we have to take a measured approach. Like I said, it, it, it was years of me kind of putting the focus in on the, pers- the training side, right? So I'm doing classes. I'm working down rifles only. Then I leave and I'm kind of just bouncing and doing a class here, a class there. And I go, well, I think I could do this better. So I start fine tuning it. Well, then I get back together with Mark and Mark and I start doing these classes up in Alaska and it's, it's a lot and it's self-contained and we start seeing through volume, more and more unique problems out there. Well, how do we solve this problem of that? And how do we solve that problem? That's where weaponized math comes in. We were solving problems. How do we solve this problem? Okay, we do that. And that's okay, weaponized math. How do we solve this, you know, volume problem of volume and moving people through? Well, we got to reduce the presentation and we got to make sure we're giving you the information in the clearest possible way. Okay, there you go. All right, we got that. Let's boil that down. All right, now, you know, how do we get you here? What drills do we do? Well, we're going to dope people out. We're going to look at this, and we're going to show you your math, and we're going to be able to get you trends. We're going to teach you to look at the trends. Boom, that's done. All right, yeah, we got that. That's all good. Now we're coming in, and we're doing some other stuff, playing around a little bit with movers, playing around with that. So we start to fine-tune that, and we're working on that now. And we're getting into some more advanced stuff and we're kind of fine-tuning and seeing how do we solve the problems guys are seeing as we slowly, methodically move up the ladder. So I've bounced the ladder over the years. You know, I've been to the top, I've been back down to the bottom, I've been in the middle, I come over on the edges, I'm up on this side, I oh, that rung broke, forget it, we'll go over here. I've done that. But now it's kind of like, all right, well, how do we help other people? How do we do this? I mean, there was a conversation on the instructor side. And, and it makes sense. It's like, well, you know your fundamental class. I could do a two-day class. I have it. It's a, it, a, a two-day class for me is like a class in a box. I can go anywhere in the world. I could do a two-day class, and it's going to be fucking perfect, Right? If you give me the basic target package, if you give me a classroom and a firing line that I need, I can go anywhere in the world and I can replicate this in two days perfectly, right? And then, you know, you could always do, you know, more is better, but I'm just saying it's a, it's a class in a box. So now, we, we, you know, we look at that two days. I got two days down perfect. Well, I can start dabbling and playing around with that third day. And getting that to be where I consider it perfect, different, you know, maybe it's a mover, maybe it's alternate positions, maybe it's a combination, maybe, you know, what are the resources that are out there and how can I replicate those resources? You know, like the blink troll, you know, I can go around the country and get on an airplane with a mover and I can drop it and I can tell the range in like Treadproof, which has very minor, little, tiny infrastructure, but they do have trees. 
And then I can string a cable from Home Depot for 72 bucks for 200 feet of cable. Come along at $29 for a come along. And drove, throw the blink troll on it. And now I have a moving target package, right? So that works out pretty good. But like on my range, I have no trees. I have nothing <laughs> a foot off the ground really, but sage and fucking thistles. You know, the stuff that turn or whatever turns, I think it's thistle stuff, but whatever turns into tumbleweeds, that's like the biggest thing I have. So you got to build it, you know, but that's, that's, it's happening and, and that's no big deal. So you have to look at what can be replicated most often. Mover, maybe not, but there's other th- alternates you can, tripods and things like that. You know what I mean? So you have to look at infrastructures. You have to look at what high level stuff as you start to come down. And that's what I'm doing. And that way, when I talk to these other guys and they have those questions, it's like, oh, I thought of that problem. I've seen that problem. I I solved it. Let me show you what I did. And, and, you know, we were talking about like, you know, maybe you take that match in a box or not match, but um, you take that uh, class in a box and you franchise it or something or network. And I'm like, oh, that's tough. Because now you're creating competitors. Now you're looking at... um, you know, consistency. What if you get 10 guys in a class that are, it's an instructor level class and they're going to go out and franchise. And two of them, you're not really fans of, and you don't like, yeah, they passed the class. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. But then you look and you're just like, I don't like those guys. Do you turn around and say to somebody, you spent that much money and be like, "Uh, sorry, dude, you paid me. You took the class, you passed the class. Everything's cool, but our personalities don't agree. And I think something's going to happen down the road. So I don't want you to be a franchisee. (sighs) Tough, man. It's tough, you know, but you want consistency. And I was saying, you know, like in the, in the middle of the wars, mid two thousands, when everybody was starting to see there was money to be made. And instructors started popping up. One of the places that got flooded early and often, handgun and carbine. Because there's a lot more of those shooters than any of the precision rifle guys. So you saw a bunch of handgun and carbine guys come out of the woodwork. The industry sort of ran them off. The subpar ones. Precision rifle, that didn't happen. You got people in the precision rifle world that had no business being in the precision rifle world. Sure, they're great salesmen. They can sh- they can demonstrate a product and, you know, end of story, really. But there's people that didn't belong here. And yet, through networking, personality, whatever the case may be, they've shined. The handgun and carbine world threw you out on your fucking ass. And they prevented that from happening. They made sure they stayed within their core groups of people. Now, granted, today we got guys coming up doing new stuff. Guys who, you know, lawyers and different people and guys who just had time and went to all these classes from these guys and then found, well, I could do it different and I can keep my accuracy here. So you got kind of these, the ninja dudes and stuff that are out there that are back outside the box because they're coming out of a different They're not coming from the same pipeline. But in the precision rifle world, that didn't happen. So we never purged anyone. And so you you get some weirdness that happens in there. And you get some conflicts. And you get things that... So now today, you kind of have to look at that. And then they always talk about, you know, vet your instructor, vet your instructor. I even see Phil talks about that all the time. You know, don't see an instructor that doesn't compete. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, so basically they tell you, yes, go see as many different people as you can. But at the same time, they're telling you don't see people who aren't really involved in the industry to the degree they should be, which is good advice. You know, so you have to look at you could say, well, wait a minute, I'm not doing comps and they're telling you to go to a comp instructor. Okay, well, I do a little bit, but not to the degree they do, you know, and it's like, well, don't go to this guy, go to that guy. We'll do it. So you have to it's like all these things coming at you. So we were kind of talking like, well, shouldn't there be something more standardized, more, you know, kind of like not vetted, but you know, steps, A, B, C, D. We did that. And if you don't do A, B, C, D or don't check these boxes, maybe you shouldn't go there. And and there is an argument for that. But then you look at these sort of fucking ninja handgun guys 
people are crowing about them and they're seeing great results. And the question is, is it repeatable? And can you go out six months from now and having put your handgun down and walked away from it and does it last? That would be my only question. You know, do, are you doing something so different that then you got to kind of relearn it or are you doing something so different but it's more natural and it's easier to repeat down the road? You know, you got to look at where People are naturally, we're always looking at sports medicine from the mental aspect. A lot of what I'm doing is, you know, where were the sites when the shot broke versus where are the sites when the shot broke? Where were the sites gives you permission to check out? Shot breaks, you blank out, you're gone, you didn't see nothing, then now you're trying to reestablish, reacquire. Where are the sites? Tells you to stay focused in that. A simple word. Where were, where are. And I look at those words. That's why I can repeat this to you right here off the top of my head without any. I'm just where were, where are. That's where my head went. And that's kind of my instructor style. Is I'm trying to put this to work with your natural ability. Where do you naturally fall behind the rifle? Well, we want the bipods up higher because it's more comfortable for people. And then you can take it from the top and bring yourself down to a comfortable place. Just like if you, if you're a kid watching TV on the floor, lay on the floor in your house. I know a lot of our TVs are up higher. You know, it's not on the floor anymore. Like it used to be. I used to have a big TV sitting on my floor with, you know, six inch legs. Now my TV is, you know, six feet in the air. But if I laid on the floor and looked at my fireplace, what is comfortable for me to hold my head up? That's the height you should be set to. That's natural. That's easy. We don't have to teach kids how to lay on the floor and watch TV. They just do it. Their iPad, put your computer on the floor, your laptop. Get in front of it. Read the news for an hour. When you're getting ready to get up and you're done reading the last article, see where you're at. Where did you settle in height-wise? That's the key. So that's kind of what I do. You know what I mean? I'm looking at these things. So you have to look at all these elements with people. And it's important. It shouldn't be a case where you're a dude, you go to a match, you do really well, but during that match, you're off on your own. You're in your bubble, man. You're quand- You know what? After you shoot your stage, you'll talk with somebody. But bef- but most of the time, you're off on your own. You're in your head, right? You're you're like, boom! I got, I can't be around you. I don't want to hear your numbers. I don't want to do this. I don't. Want, but you're up there. You hit your stage, and you, you you nailed it, and you're out. Then you can laugh. Yeah, I did a good job because you cleaned the stage. Then you can come over. That one's done. You relax. Everything's good. And then when you go to the next stage, you're off on the side, and you're analyzing. You're looking at it. You're running it through your head. You're in there. You're in. You're like in the moment, man. You want to win this match. You're not socializing. You're, you're, you're taking it to that point where somebody else just might be there for having fun. You know what I mean? So you have to look at these different elements. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to reach as many people as possible with varying interests in creating well-rounded marksmen. Boom. That's the model. So that's where we're at right now. That's where my head's at for 2022. That's what I'm building. That's what I'm putting together. I'm sitting every day now, notebook in arm's reach. You're almost never going to find me in the house right now, even with cold snowing outside, all those things happening. It's, you know, seven degrees in the morning, four degrees in the morning. Not the Alaska. I'm last. I've been talking to a bunch of the Alaska guys and girls. And, 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 and Karen was going out today. She's texting me this morning and she's like, oh, I'm going out on a run. It's minus 40. I'm like, better you than me. <laughs> minus 40. And, and then like, I was talking to the guys about shot show and I'm still on the fence with shot and talking to some of the Alaskan guys and they're like, Hey, we're going to shot and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, really? You're going to go to shot. I don't want to go to shot. Uh. And they're like, it's minus 20 here. I want to get out. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But in those situations, I'm here. I got my notebook. 
I'm writing shit down. I'm looking at stuff. I'm putting things together. I'm playing with, I'm looking at my gear. I'm pulling gear out and I'm like tearing it apart and, you know, how can I do that better? What am I looking at? What needs to be adjusted? How am I shooting today that was different 10 years ago with this? How do I make it work better? I'm looking at that kind of stuff without heavy modifications. You know what I mean? Stuff that I could do here on my own at home without having to send to a gunsmith or heavy mods. So that's the kind of things we're looking at. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a process. It's This is how deep do you want to jump into your hobby? I've jumped pretty deep, obviously. I've turned it into a career. But this hobby takes an investment. It's money, right? It's expensive. Precision rifle is not a handgun, right? We can go out now. I can go today. I can go to sportsman's blah, blah, blah. And I can say, I want that handgun. $399, $499, $599. And then I can walk out the door and I'm ready to go. I'm done. I don't need a scope, rings, base, bipod, rear bag, you know, all these different things. You buy a precision rifle, you're like, fuck, now what do I need? I need a muzzle brake for it. I need a suppressor for it. I need a scope for it. I need the rings for it. Oh, I'm going to have to put on an ARCA rail because I want to do this. Oh, I got to mount that. It didn't come with this. I got to get it with that. You know, and then I got to go and get my ammo. What am I hand loading? Well, wait a minute. I'm out of primers. I need this. I need that. You know what I mean? It's a process. It's an expensive process. So if we can save you some time, save you some money, Give you a little bit of entertainment in the meantime. Boom. That's where my mind's at. That's the things I'm looking at. When we talk to people, when you're looking at these other things, what's the mindset? What's the underlying motivations? Where's their head? Is it, do you look at them or I put, put it this way. When you look the person in the eye, do you see passion or pennies? Right? Passion or pennies? Money. Yeah, man, there's money. Money be made. But that should be secondary at this, in the hobby side, right? We're in a hobby. And we're turning a hobby into something. But we're still really, for the majority of you guys, it's a hobby. So, when we're working hobbies, man, we should want to see all of us do better. And if somebody's got a better mousetrap, and there's people out there we, we promote and we talk about, hey, that guy's doing it right. Hey, that guy's doing it right. So, we're calling balls and strikes. The problem is, is personalities. Right? I call a strike on that guy. Ten people who like him dispute it. Fuck the umpire. He sucks. I call a ball on this guy. Ten people over here say that should have been a strike. This guy gets a home run. Everybody says it was a meatball shot. There's always a, you know, he threw a softball over the plate. There's always an excuse. We get that. I mean, how else do you survive like this? In I mean, especially in the social media world with your kids and all that stuff. I mean, it's coming at them hard and fast in their face every minute because we're carrying our phones. So you got to be able to filter that. You got to be able to walk past that. You got to, you know what I mean? It, it's like, yeah, you feel down some days. You, you get beat up here and there. Nobody likes to get kicked in the nuts every other day. Question is, do you stand up, brush yourself off, and move on down the road, or you turn around and go cry in the fucking side of it? You know what I mean? Are you curled up in a ball? Or are you brushing off your knees and you're getting ready for another round? That's what's the difference. There's passion and there's pennies. If, you, if you're passionate about it, things tend to go pretty well. The pennies will come. But if you're hunting the pennies... Well, then your priorities are different. You're looking in different locations. You're, you're trying to see where you can cut that corner 
to make a little bit more. I, if I do this and do that and we cut this out and we add this, we throw, th- you know, if we throw twice as many people at it, yeah, the product's diluted, but the pennies are there. You know, if I just put one more guy on that line, it's a little tight. That guy might have to suffer and he might have to move a little bit faster, but the pennies are there, man. And, and once he's gone, he may not like it, but that's one guy, but I got 10 other people that I can convince I did this right. Yep. It's just priorities, man, the process. Think about it. It's 2022. We're in this kind of area for self-reflection now before we get kicked off. Spend your money wisely. Look at who has your best interest at hand, who's going to help you down the road. You know, if, you, if you're three months down the road and you're in the same place you were before you spent that money, then you didn't spend that money correctly. But if you're three months down the road from spending some money and you found you're in a better position, well, then you probably did spend it wisely. So think about that when you're out there. You know what I mean? Think about what people are putting out. Think about who's in the market right now. Think about where you can go, who you can patronize and these different things. And you know what? Balance these equations. What's important to you? Go in the app, man. Tell me what's important to you. When it comes to instruction, when it comes to a competition, when it comes to anything outside of your own, you know, outside of what you're playing with yourself, what's out there and, and, and what is it providing? That's my charge to y'all. Cool, man. Think about it. We're moving forward. Throw me some ideas. Come in on the Everyday Sniper Podcast section of Sniper's Hide. We've got the forum there. Forum's going gangbusters, man. Uh, just talk to them. I'm probably going to, there's probably going to be a big shuffle because we, I just had a meeting with them this week. And my app is ready. The live streaming's amazing. I'm going to be able to do so much cool shit. This app, this live streaming is, is awesome. But right now, we're probably going to have to shimmy shuffle some server stuff. There's kind of a button of heads of the server software. So I'm probably going to make a bold move. It won't change anything, but the machine's got to change. That means a day or so of downtime because I have to take all that information from here and then move it over to here. But man, we had a demo thing and we did, and I got to do all that. So probably this week I'll start setting the ball in motion because I already had that meeting and we already um, exchanged correspondence. And um, anyway, the freaking app, Sniper's Hide is going to be a standalone app. I'm going to have live streaming in it. Maybe I'll have 10 channels. I'm going to do, I'm going to have 10 like TV channels. I'm going to be able to bring guys in and be like, hey, dude, you want a TV channel? Here you go. Have a channel. You know what I mean? It's it's just, I'm so excited this is finally getting going. You don't understand. This is like two years. All these little kind of things that have been changing, seeing the girls, Alex and those guys um, on the site, the ones that are helping me in the back and running a lot of that show, they're doing stuff. This is to create sort of like a Facebook-style infrastructure for Sniper's Hide so I don't have to go outside anymore. I'm going to be able to protect my own, you know, and these guys are going to build me my own box and we're going to put it up and oh, it's all this other stuff. I mean, you know what I mean? We're going to, it, oof. so I got, I got things going on. I'm doing, I got multiple irons in the fire right now. So, you know, we got the training iron, which is for our classes coming forward this year. And then we got the sniper's hide iron, which we got new stuff coming on for that. And then we got this comp stuff that we're going to be looking at. So we're going back into this three-tiered approach. But you guys are going to be really, really like what, what changes happen with Sniper's Hide, man. It's, it's, honestly, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put it in your pocket. It's going to make it where you could talk. It's going to have none of the bullshit of these other places. You won't mysteriously, and I mean, you know the rules, but you won't mysteriously have stuff, you be you know, banned because you fucking said, you know, let's go Brandon. And, and next thing you know, your account's limited or something stupid. 
it, 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 it'll be all there. And so that's where we're going with that. So yeah, that happened this week. I had a good meeting with, with the, um, with the development team and, um, I'm looking forward to the changes coming forward with Sniper's Hide. Cause like I said, it's going to be in your pocket. And we, and we found we had some hiccups between or communication errors between the current server setup and what needs to happen with the app. Cause this goes cloud current, like it basically through your phone, through the app to the server, you know, through the phone, through the app, through the cloud, through to the server and the server to the app was having some miscommunications. And so that's why it's been taking so long. And so basically they came to me and said, listen, we can do this, but we got to build a new box. So I'm going for the new box and uh, we're going to build a big old box for everything and run some stuff different, get rid of the current infrastructure we're in right now. I think they're going to like a Linux, um, kind of deal because i'm in like an apache and something right now you guys out there who techie dudes will know better than me but it sounds like i'm in an apache infrastructure right now and a php and blah 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 blah, and i'm going to be going to a linux kind of one and getting rid of apache and doing something else so who knows anyway that's where we're at with the hide and what's going on with there oh yeah i mean dude the hide's cranking man uh we are bigger than we've ever been and that's no joke so, I mean, it may seem like it's moving or not moving or this happens or that happens and things, but honestly, the conversation is moving a hell of a lot faster than people might realize. And I appreciate that, you guys coming on and doing all that. And the same thing with the podcast. Now that we're getting it back up and going for you all, well, hopefully it, it'll work out in that way. Alrighty, guys, I'm going to go down. I'm having it good. So, um, uh, I don't know, man. I think we think we, you know. It's, it's, it's a good time, and we're going to get I'm going to have, uh, I got your information, actions. Yes, got it. Joel, I'll get a hold of Joel. Um, my second Zeus is coming this week. So I'm going to go, and I'll talk the action wars with you guys. We'll have an action war coming up. So I'll, I'll see if Joel's got some free time, and, and we'll talk um, actions out there coming up uh, next because that was a question that came up. Complicated delivery device, right? But that's which way we'll go. And, and we'll put that on with uh, back to our old barrel stuff, action stuff. Barrel or action, barrel, barrel or action, action or barrel, barrel or action. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper podcast. Thanks for being a member of Sniper's Hide. We will talk to you guys soon. Drop me a line in the meantime. I'll answer your questions. Cool, man.